everyone, welcome back to the Doggy Pod. I'm Dr. Rob Zaman. Thank you for your compliments on the Doggy Pod. And it's all because of one man here with me, <laughs> producer. Yeah, my name's Stephen Peters. Uh, thank you for that praise. Um, well deserved, my uh, friend. I'm telling you, a lot uh, of people are telling me. A little less banter, a little more moving on. Okay, people let's are, go. Are keen to hear In this, this week's episode? episode? Yes, we're going to talk about the key factors that make your dog truly happy. Well, you know, what, what makes the dog happy and what can you do to put a smile on your dog's face every day that'll just make it happy? Also, I do want to talk about feral dogs this week. Oh, do they exist, people ask me. We hear about feral cats. What about feral dogs? What happens? How do they get there? And I've always wanted to know, uh, with a lot of dogs, don't seem to recognise themselves in the mirror. They just kind of stare at the mirror and don't even notice that they're there. And other dogs seem to react quite strongly to their uh, image in a mirror. So let's we'll talk a little bit about that. Why don't they recognise themselves? And in my top five this week, I'll tell you the top five most bizarre dog names I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot over the years. I'll tell you some weird names. I reckon you've probably heard some crackers. And sometimes people have introduced their dog to you and you've had to bite your tongue because it's such a bizarre <laughs> name. Oh, you don't want to laugh. <laughs> Speaking of uh, what happens in the clinic, yep. what, what, how's the week been? Well, we, uh, I went in the other day, the other morning, and a very successful caesarean had been performed. There were five, uh, sorry, six puppies. And unfortunately... My vet was very, very upset about it. And I said, what's wrong? He said, I've just checked them and I have to put three of these puppies to sleep. That was true. They Three of them had very severe cleft palates. Oh. The palate is the upper part of your mouth. And these were, um, it should be totally closed. These were totally opened from the nose right down to the back of the throat. And when you have a cleft palate like that, you cannot... Suckle. You cannot suck in milk, and the puppy would fade away and die. I was about so, to ask. Yeah, why? Yeah. Why do you have to put it down? They can't that? suckle. They'd have to be maybe tube fed. And the problem with puppies, tube feeding a puppy, of course, you've got to give them colostrum to start with. It's a lot of work, and they will often get infections in that area, in that nose area. The nose mightn't develop properly. And as you know, the nose is the most important area of the dog. They live in the world of smell. So generally, with cleft palates, we tend not to let them live. And uh, is that could, unusual getting three? Well, that was the thing. A half the litter, yeah. and the lady said, "This is you know, what have I done? Like my genetics, it's I can't believe it." So I always check everything. I said, "It's not necessarily to do with your genetics. It can be food." Would you believe what they found in humans? And for many years, dog breeders, very smart people, dog breeders, for many years, they've said. If you're worried about cliff pallets, give vitamin B. Most vets say, vitamin B, what's that got to do with it? Research has found in humans that do have cliff pallets, it's because the, the mother has problems with metabolizing certain vitamin B properly. And vitamin B supplements can be given to avoid cliff pallets. I never realized that until recently. Like I knew about it with uh, puppies. We'd done it many years ago with with dogs, didn't know it was also the same thing in humans and the reason for it. They don't um, metabolise the vitamin B and absorb it and it leads to a cleft palate. So uh, for those dog breeders out there, whenever you're going to 
breed your female, do put them on a vitamin B supplement, well worthwhile, maybe something like even like an Elevit, which is used in humans. It has vitamin B plus folic acid for neural tube defects, etc. Vitamin supplements, I've never been big on them. Never, I always thought that dogs produce enough vitamins in their gut, which they do. But sometimes supplementing can help, and that's certainly one specific case. Wow, that's uh, that's very sad. Very sad for the um, the owner of those mm. those dogs. Now, for people listening to our show right now with headphones on, you can probably hear that noise in the background, and that's because it's absolutely bucketing down <laughs> rain <laughs> right at the moment. But we're nice and snug and dry in Doctor Rob's surgery, which is where we record um, our, our our weekly podcast. Now, I just wanted to talk about a happy dog. I mean, we just assume, I guess, that our dogs are happy. And you can notice some dogs, you can see them smiling. They oh, yeah. definitely have a smile on their face. But are there things that we can do to our dogs, whether it be a little tickle on the tummy or something or other, or sort of things that are guaranteed that you know that's going to put a smile Maybe, on my yeah. dog's face? You yeah, know? and look, and some dogs will smile so hard they raise their lips and they show all their teeth. Which, you which then think, doesn't look like a smile. Yeah, you often think, oh, the dog's growling at me, what's wrong? But no, dogs, and there's certain breeds that will do it. I mean, one breed that's well known for it is Dalmatians. They show all their teeth in their smile. And it's not, you know, people say, when you smile, make sure you smile big and show all your teeth and show your pearly whites. Some dogs will do just that, Stephen. Mm. It's not a growl that's not, oh, I hate you, I'm snarling. They're not snarling, they're smiling. And you know, how do you make a dog happy? Yeah, firstly, we need to remember dogs live in the moment. Yeah, mm. they're not like us. They're like, oh, why me? You know, why have I got this? Why don't I have that? Why has the dog down the road got a better bed than me? They don't live like that. <laughs> they just are very happy to live the life they're leaving with their owner that they love. The most important thing, the most important part of happiness for a dog is its owner. Its owner giving it some time. So the first thing you can do to put a smile in your dog's dial, give it a bit of your time. You know, just you're watching TV or you're reading a book or you're doing something. At some stage of your life, you should be relaxing. For your own sanity, you should be doing that. Bring your dog in. It'll lower your blood pressure and it'll bring you into a much happier place. It'll release endorphins just patting your dog. So do that for but yourself. That's, but that's but you. But uh, what about your dog, though? Loves it. Loves yeah. the fact that it's with you. The other big thing, of course, is some industry, a walk. Now, a walk shouldn't be just strolling around, you know. The dog can do that, sure, and, and it'll smell and whatever, and that's great being with you. But if it's in a real walk with you, if it's finding industry with you, it's the pack. You know, dogs still have pack instinct deep down inside. So if it's out walking with you, really fast, you know, a nice steady walk where it's not being distracted by smells. Yeah, there are smells there that wants to smell all those things. There are trees there that wants to whittle on every tree, but it's not going to stop because you're going to walk with industry in your, in your mind. I've got to get to that next corner because my life depends on it. The dog walks with you and it's focused on you. The dog is now walking, focusing on the pack leader and loving it. If the dog goes for a walk like that for a good, you know, 20, 30 minutes and comes home, it goes, oh, I'm exhausted. Because it's been focusing on you. And Exhausted so and happy. Happy, a happy exhaustion. It's found something to do for, for the day. And, it, you know, dogs spend most of their lives waiting for us. Their lives are short enough and they spend most of it waiting for us. It's good to give them that reason to wait for us and that happiness. Food, yeah, food's important, obviously, for survival. Mm. And some dogs are food-driven. Give me some food, give me some food. But at the end of the day, if that dog doesn't relate to you, 
then you've done something wrong. Mm. And dogs love their owners more than they love food even. And my pug is food-driven like nothing you will ever see. You should see the things I get to do for food. But if I call him and walk, you know, run away while he's eating, what's wrong, what's wrong? And he'll take off, leave the food bowl and be with me mm. to see what's wrong. So is there such a thing as can, can dogs laugh? Can dogs giggle? I've, I can't <laughs> say I've ever seen it. I'm no. guessing probably not. Um, to some extent, yeah, they, it's, it, it's as close to a laugh as I ever see when they get on their back and they just they show their teeth. Mm. They really are just about laughing, I think. They don't make that laugh sound that we make, but yeah, just about is. They're just about nodding their heads like they're laughing and accepting that, yeah, this is funny. This is really funny. But generally dogs... Generally, are happy, aren't they? Oh, most of the time, happiest happiest creatures on this land. They really are. People say, "Oh, dolphins are," and this and that and the other. But really, a dog is. I, a dog, dogs mourn. You now they grieve. Mm. We know that for a fact. We've you know the, the uh, there are great stories about you know, dogs sitting on their owner's grave, just yes. sitting yes. there looking after the grave because they're mourning and they mourn when they lose another dog in the in the pack. If there's uh, two dogs in the family and one goes, the other dog misses it and you often have to treat them for it. You have to bring them out of their depression. But they eventually come out and they accept it and they get on with life and they're happy to be with you. Mm, okay, well, there you go. Now, have you ever wondered, you hear about feral cats and you see photos of feral cats that are the size of dogs, basically. Is there such a thing as a feral dog? Dogs that just live in the wild, that have probably interbred with other dogs mm. and pets that have left home and never come back. Um, I mean, here in Australia, of course, we have dingoes. Now, I don't know if they're classed as a feral dog, are they? Oh, well, I hope not. I hope not. If they are a feral dog, then the governments can shoot them out and make right. them extinct as a species. If they are a wild dog, then they're a native dog and we shouldn't be doing that. Which is what they are. What I believe they are and we're we're actually doing research to prove it. Okay, Um, research as in genealogy. Oh, a few things. We're looking at the DNA, we're looking at the metabolism as well of dogs and we're looking at the behaviour of dogs compared to dingoes. So we're looking at those three things to generate a paper to find out are dingoes a uh, true wild dog that's a native dog in Australia that we're trying to tame somewhat or are they a domesticated dog, just like your dog in the backyard that's gone wild? Uh, because that presents a bigger problem to us. Because they would but, have been living with uh, Indigenous families yes. going back thousands of years, Correct. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, and where do they trace back? Where do their origins trace back? But yes, we do get feral dogs. That's different again. And in fact, let me tell you this, the dog in your backyard is capable of becoming a feral dog I live on the outskirts of a large city you may have heard of called Sydney. I'm on the outskirts of it on acreage and I have seen dogs that can get out of their backyards because not everyone has fences. They form a little pack and off they go hunting and killing animals in, on acreage. So not fencing your dog in can cause it to act in a feral way, in a feral manner. We have killing what sort of animals? Like oh, sheep, sheep and yeah. um, in the area, alpacas and all sorts of other animals that they can get hold of and, and even calves, etc. So that's just reverting to their They revert back base. to being a pack yeah. because they're not being cared for properly in a family environment. However, 
you can get dogs that go off and form packs and stay out there and never come, never go back home and breed and become feral. Some of them join uh, native dogs like dingoes and cross with them and continue hunting in packs and causing a lot of damage. Our graziers can tell you lots about our graziers out there with sheep, with big flocks of sheep, have seen dogs bringing down some of their sheep. And, wow. you know, it's pretty pretty nasty uh, way of uh, for dog, a domestic dog having to survive. But that's what else can they do? So there are yeah. dogs out there just living wild. Feral dogs, oh, yeah. Feral dogs. Yeah, very much so. And it does happen, and we, we try and uh, stop that. Um, unfortunately, they will, they will shoot them because they – these dogs, very hard to just catch and make them tame again, domesticate them again. It's very, very difficult. You can do it. It can be done if people take the time. But, of course, with what happens out west, people will certainly destroy these dogs rather than try and domesticate them again. So I guess, yeah, I guess a dog, once it gets a taste for... You know, sounds sounds dreadful to say, but a taste for blood and, and well, killing an animal, that's... Uh, that's, that's that, well, it's, is it the taste? It's, it's just survival. It's just survival, I need yeah. I need that blood, I need that, I need that food, meat. if you yeah. like. Yeah, so that, that tends to be what occurs. They need food to survive, and that's the way the easiest ones are the ones that, oh, look, all those sheep are all corralled up for us. Let's get one of those, rather than go chasing rabbits through the pastures and you know, breaking a leg trying to hunt a kangaroo. I think sheep are much easier targets than in our environment than trying to hunt a kangaroo or a wallaby, so they'll go for those. So yes, feral animals do exist, both cats and dogs, um, and dogs continue to be a presence in probably every uh, part there where there's farms, then people do have feral animals around. So would those dog breeds then be quite a hardy breed because... You know, well, the ones that survive, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it does become a Darwinian yes, survival of I'm the thinking. fittest, yeah. for sure. It, it, it does do that. Um, but I think there's been a lot, lot less of them uh, over the last years. Back in the 50s and 60s, 1950s and 1960s, there were a lot of wild dogs around, you know, wild, feral dogs. Wow. Whereas nowadays, I think we've decreased the numbers greatly as far as canines are concerned more than felines. Now, from feral dogs to dogs that live in the house a lot, and uh, that's probably most of our dogs. What's yes, the story you. with some dogs when they see themselves in the mirror, they just refuse to accept that that's them. They just won't yeah. even look at themselves. Yet other dogs will bark at what they perceive to be another dog in their space, yet it's actually them. What's the story with a mirror? Is there some weird spell that a mirror casts over a I think dog? That, I think there's a weird spell that a mirror casts over people <laughs> because scientists decided they're going to test this on all sorts of animals, chimpanzees, orangutans, dolphins, uh, cats, dogs. They do all sorts of tests. With so, mirrors? With mirrors because it, mirrors are such fascinating things, I guess. You know, you become narcissistic enough, you get lost in your mirror, don't you? But mm. Dogs look in the mirror and just see a strange shape there. It's not them because it doesn't smell like them. Dogs, remember, live in a world of smell. And now they're seeing a thing that looks like a dog but doesn't smell like a dog. So, so they don't accept it because it doesn't smell, because that image doesn't it's have the a smell. smell. It, yeah, a dog will recognize you because of your smell, mm. not because of how you look. Um, if a dog goes blind, 
and there's someone coming into the house, I think, oh, it's you, that's okay. dog doesn't care that it's blind, it can smell you, and it knows who's coming into the house. If it's a stranger, they'll smell it, and they, well, who's there? They'll bark, you know, to say, there's someone there, Dad, there's someone there, please come and get them. So dogs will live in that sense of smell, and that's the strangest creature, this creature that's walking around on this flat thing. <laughs> One-dimensional plane. Which doesn't yeah. have a smell. Yeah, that would be pretty dreadful. It'd be looking like us looking at something that's black and moving around. We can't see the shape of it. What What, what right. is it? But some dogs don't seem to even recognise, like, the shape, as you say, or mm. or anything. They can, they no, can... they, I think they learn to accommodate. After a while, they think, oh, that crazy thing's in there and just keeps looking at me because I'm so handsome, I guess. But look at that crazy thing in that flat with no smell, poor thing. They probably start feeling sorry for it, <laughs> but so, so so you think they would recognise that shape being a dog, and they'd recognise eyes and the whatever. But it's the smell that's yeah, the lack of that's yeah. I, them. I guess I I do see dogs recognising their own breed. That's really strange, but you do see it. Dogs seem to recognise their own breed, and I just wonder is that the smell or the shape or a bit of both? I'm not sure. I guess dogs that are brought up with that one shape, you know, like. A German Shepherd being brought up with just German Shepherds recognises that shape and that's you know, that's it. If they see another dog, and it's a dog, I know that from the smell, but look at that weird shape. Oh, mm. my gosh, isn't he ugly? Not like me, I'm handsome. That's what they must be saying, I guess. But that I've seen many dogs recognise their own breed and other breeds they're not so fond of, just not so fond of. So th- there is something about the shape, of course, but ultimately it's the smell. All gets back to the smell every time with a dog, doesn't it? Absolutely. Okay, it's time for that uh, that special little segment that gets everybody talking, and that is Dr. Rob's Top 5. Now, Dr. Rob's been a vet, gee, for a long time. I don't want to say how long because that would be unfair, but um, to him... Of course, because he's a little bit older than most of us, you know. Um, but he's been around for a long time and he has probably examined tens of thousands of dogs in his career. And he would have heard every name under the sun, I would have thought. But what are the top five just way out wacky dog names that somebody's given their beloved pets? So let's so jump. We're just going to go to the top five, which means I'm going to take out Pork Chop, I'm going to take out Foo Foo, Kit Cat's out, Jemima Puddle Duck is gone. And Hammerhead, they're all gone. Okay, we're going to, only going to go with the five. Because you're only going to stick with the five, the as five. you always do. Yes. Yeah, So right. Pork Chop, Foo Foo, Kit Kat, Jemima Puddle Duck, and Hammerhead are gone. Hammerhead. I want to know what sort of dog Hammerhead was now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, we're, we're going to be distracted, as we always tend to do with Dr. Rob's top five. Okay, so the top five most bizarre dog names you have ever heard coming in at number five. Well, it's a common one, but Difa. Yeah, Difa dog. Difa oh. dog. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty wacky, and yes. It, this name represents a lot of names like this. The name is Attitude. And I've heard a lot of dogs saying dynamite and explosive. And, but the, the, I've heard a dog come in, his name was Attitude because that's what he had. The dog's name was Attitude. Attitude. But there are a lot of dogs' names just with Attitude as well. So, so that yeah. was number four, was yep. Attitude coming in at number three. No, it gives me a headache. Aspirin. 
Then I asked my brother, called it aspirin, but it was aspirin. Was it a little dog? Do you remember? Uh, aspirin was, uh, yeah, no, nah, he was a, a, a big, bouncy, happy dog, and they called him aspirin. Must, I don't know must have why. given them lots of headaches. Coming in at number two. This dog was imported. He was a Labrador, and uh, his name was Wrong Way Head. Sorry, that was his name. <laughs> Wrong way head. head. Yes, that was his name. Did he look all right? Did he have he a was funny fine. head? He was a beautiful dog and he had a lovely temperament. Wrong way was a gorgeous dog, but that was wrong way head. Wrong way head, <laughs> mate. God, right. I love it. I love it. Wrong way head. Okay, which leaves yeah. only one more name. So out of all the dogs you've seen over the years, this is the one with the wackiest name at number one is. I couldn't understand why he did this. He had a little dog and he had a big dog. Do you know what they were called? Dog. Dog. I mean, it's a, that's terrible. That's, it does seem very unfair. It reminds me of the story, of course, of uh, the robber that went into the house and uh, he heard it was all dark and he hears this voice say, Jesus is watching. Looks around, what's that there? Keeps going, he goes, Jesus is watching. He looks around, who said that? And the cockatoo says, That was me, that was me, Moses. Moses, who calls a bird Moses? The same person who called the Rottweiler Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's really cruel. Anyway, dog, there you go, dog, dog. Mm. All right, thank you very much for listening to the doggy pod this week. We hope you've um, had a few laughs and maybe learned a thing or two. Yeah. Um, and we will uh, see you next week, every Friday, as you know, a new episode comes out. In the meantime, I want you to think about something. What do dogs do on their day off? Surely they can't lie around. They do that on their day on. <laughs> <laughs> see you, folks. Bye. <laughs>